Well, my message title for today is Why Worry? Why Worry? And I'm going to be, I just picked on one verse. I'm going to be speaking from Isaiah 41, verse 10. It's one of my favorite verses. But let me just, let me just, uh, I was preparing for this verse and just, I don't, I don't count it as a coincidence. Last week I was speaking to a friend of mine who was my classmate in Bible college. And we have, we have a Bible, we have a group, you know, our, our batch, 2009 batch group, where we communicate about various things, we encourage each other, we share struggles, we share what we're going through. And last week, uh, this friend of mine, uh, an amazing, an amazing pastor, uh, really, really has a heart for God, has a heart for people, doing ministry, doing ministry in uh, a place called Gujarat, it's a place in India, and uh, running, pastoring a church, running an orphanage as well. And uh, he told me that uh, one of the anti-Christian communities uh, came by and threatened him and asked him to deny Christ. And uh, he said, uh, by all means, (laughs) I'm so sorry, God's done so much for me. You know, people's lives have changed because of what God is doing in me and through me. I'm not going to deny Christ. I'm not going to deny Christ. And they said, we're giving you a last chance. Deny Christ. And everything will be okay. We'll look after you. We'll take care of you. We'll provide for you and your family. He said, I'm not going to deny Christ. And they went ahead and they broke down the orphanage. They broke down the entire orphanage. He's got over... 70 kids, broke down the entire orphanage, and uh, a couple of days ago, they went ahead and they broke down the entire church. And I asked him, what are you going to do? So I'm going to have church service on Sunday. I said, How? He said, I don't know, but I am going to have church service on Sunday. And he quoted this verse. He said, God spoke to me. Isaiah 41 verse 10. And he said, God said, do not fear, for I am your God. Do not fear, for I am your God. Do not be dismayed. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And he told me, he's like, Clinton, you remember what we heard? You remember that quote we learned, we heard in Bible college? I said, which quote? He said that Christian bishop from Smyrna, that person was martyred, his name was Polycarp. When he was asked to deny Christ, he said, for 80 and 6 years, This God whom I served did me no harm. How can I turn back on him right now? For 80 and 6 years, this God whom I served did me no harm. How can I turn back on him right now? And he said, that's the same for me. God touched me, touched my life, transformed my life, gave me an amazing wife, gave me amazing people. I've seen healing, I've seen breakthrough. 
I've seen so many amazing things happen in my life and through my life. These people have found, these people have found joy. How can I deny Christ now? So this Sunday, we're going to have a full-blown service. And we're going to go around those ruins, and we're going to have a service. And we're going to praise God. Because we know that God is not going to leave us. God's with us. I was thinking of stuff like that. I'm like, God, how? And then I hear, I hear excuses like, we did not come to church because the sun is too hot. I mean, I mean from the time I, I've, from the time, to be very honest, I mean, it is emotional, but you know, from the time uh, uh, I've started gaining knowledge, I've never known the sun at any point of time to be cool. I'm sorry to say. I've never known the sun at any point in time to be cool. And I use excuses like, the sun's too hot, that's why I can't come to church. You know? And then you hear, you hear of this friend of mine. Oh my God, you know, the natural reaction is, listen, where are we going to worship? It's not where, it's who. It's who. And that's why last week I said, we need a set of platform. We need, we need to form a base from where we can be grateful. A base from where we can constantly say, thank God. Thank God. What would, what, 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 what? just imagine if we were in a situation like that. What would we do? Thank God we're not in a situation like that. Praise God we're not in a situation like that. But it's very important for us to create a base of a platform of gratitude where we can every day say, God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for so much. And you know, anxiety and worry show up in surprising ways. Sometimes we don't even know why we're anxious. And candidly, there are some days where we wake up and we feel anxious, but nothing has happened. So we start thinking, we start thinking about things to worry about. Like, oh my God, everything's going right. Everything's going right. Something must be wrong. Something must be wrong now that everything's going right. I need to try. This is not my, my, my daily routine of how I find things playing out. Something must be wrong. And when we can't figure out what, it worries us. You know, there are times when anxiety is debilitating. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of us know what, what that's like. Worry and fear, they're not just around the corner, but they become clothes that we wear every day. And maybe for good reason. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I mean, you know, when you think about, you know, maybe family members in the hospital or a difficult situation or things like that, some of it may be for good reason. Okay, some of it may be for good reason. I'm not asking you about worrying about, oh my God, what should I wear? Is this shirt going to go with this pant? Is this blouse going to go with this skirt? What shoes should I wear along with this? You know, and, and no, I'm, I'm being very honest. People actually get panic attacks with these things. You know, people actually get panic attacks with these things. You know, some, perhaps some, something traumatic has happened to you and you now find yourself being self-protective, even wise. You know, others may worry about family, about things that's happening. And for some of you, it's not, it's not just a struggle, it's starting to become your identity. 
It's starting to become your identity. Have you been in a place where, where you walk into an environment, you walk into a room, and uh, you, 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 you display a characteristic, and someone says, oh, don't worry, Clinton, that, that, that is Clinton. You know, that's Clinton, don't worry about it. In, in some time, you'll be fine. You know, when, when you walk into a place and you worry, 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 and someone new comes in like, hey, hey, listen, don't worry about it. Like, no, 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 don't worry. He worries all the time. He's known for worrying. But we can change it around. We can be the person being like, hey, don't worry. I know someone who's able to take away that completely. I know, I know what God's done in my life, and God's more than able to do it in your life. You don't have to worry. We can be known for, hey, that guy, man, he's so optimistic. He gives everyone hope. You know, if, if, if there's one person you need to be around, it's that person. You know, he's filled with so much of hope. He's so encouraging. It doesn't have to become my identity. You know, and, and this text, the circumstances around this text were written about in, in the 8th century, 8th century BC and 6th century BC. Now, why there are two dates? Because part of Isaiah was written historically and the other part of Isaiah was written prophetically looking into the future, which is why there are two different dates. But the whole message of the book of Isaiah talks about the trustworthiness of God. If there's one thing that you want to, uh, if there's one thing you want to know, what does Isaiah stand for? It's the trustworthiness of God. And I, 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 I don't only want you to memorize this verse, but I want to challenge you to know it so well that it feels like your heart is literally marinated in it. You know, that through every storm, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you would know what this verse is talking about. The five promises in this verse, and I want to go over it one by one. The first is, I am with you. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you, and I will uphold you. I mean, this verse itself, this verse is more than enough to take me through life's challenges. And I'm going to break it down and go over it one by one. The first is, I am with you. The first promise is that we are never alone. We are never alone, never abandoned, never deserted. God is always with us. You know, this promise is listed as the reason that God's people are commanded not to fear. This promise is listed as the reason that God's people are commanded not to fear. Verse 10 connects the two together. God's promised presence is the reason we are told not to fear. I am with you. You know, the servant God, the servant God who's orchestrating all the events of life 
walks with each and every one of his people through their sorrows, through their ups and downs, through their highs and their lows. You know, isolation, abandonment, and being alone are contrary to the very nature of our humanity. How many of you remember a moment in your childhood where you were lost and you thought you were all alone? How many of you remember that feeling where something happened, you were absolutely right, and nobody stood up for you? Nobody stood up for you. Listen, Satan loves to tempt us into believing that God has abandoned us. He loves to tempt us into believing that God has abandoned us. But this text tells us that while we can't see God, and while we don't know what he's always doing, we can bank our lives on the fact that he's with us always. He's with us always. You know, I shared this story uh, probably maybe a couple of years ago. And uh, this, this uh, famous apologist mentions about this person in one of his books. This guy, this doctor, a very well-known doctor, just gets to know Jesus and gives his life to Jesus. And uh, he used to be an alcoholic, but now he's given his life to Jesus. And one of his, friend, one of his friends comes by to his clinic and meets him after a while and brings along a bottle of alcohol. And uh, this person is like, I'm so sorry, I stopped drinking. And this person is like, one drink would do no harm. There's no one over here. You know, there's so many things that we need to celebrate. There's no one over here. There are no cameras. It's just you and me. And this person said, the day I gave my life to God, the day I gave my life to Christ, I realized that I'm never alone. The day I gave my life to God, I realized that I'm never alone. I will never ever be alone. Whatever it is you're going through today, if you're not going through anything, that's great. But know this one thing, God is with you always. The second thing, I am your God. The solution for being dismayed is resting in the promise of who God is. The word dismayed means to look around you. The word dismayed means to look around you. I'm, sh I'm, sure, you know what it, what, I'm sure you know what this looks like. You know, imagine that you walk into your living room. You walk into uh, your living room or you walk into the office and a person is frantically looking around and searching for something. And you're trying to feel, what happened, what happened? I left my, I wrote my password on a piece of paper and this person's throwing out all the cushions, all the files and everything. And this person cannot find that password and is frantically looking around for it. That's what the word dismayed means. When all that person is looking for is just the Netflix password. <laughs> the story of our lives. The story of our lives. You know, they're trying to find a solution to some problem. If you ask them what's wrong, no, I wrote down my Netflix password on this paper, on this piece of paper, and I've lost it. I'm in the middle of the series. How am I going to, com how, how am I going to complete it? 
my life is hanging on it. Or far more something, I mean, or something far more serious. Could be something far more serious. I know a lot of you have been there. But when dismay, looking around you for a solution takes over, looking around you for a solution takes over, this promise is essential. I am your God. Why? Because it reminds us, it reminds us that the most comforting solution to our worries, it reminds us that the most comforting solution to our worries is not looking for a solution or it is not looking for a solution, a reason or a plan. The most comforting solution to our worries is resting in who God is. Is resting in the fact and bringing to your mind, bringing back to memory who your God is. I am your God. You know, worry and fear under questions like why and what and when. But as I just said before, the most comforting question is who? Who? The answer is God. And God is in complete control. God is, God was, is, and forever will be in complete control. And if you're trying to figure out, is it true for my life? Yes. Because this verse says, I am your God. I am your God. The third thing, the third point from this verse is, I will strengthen you. I will strengthen you. The third promise that God promises is to provide the strength that his children need when fearful events and circumstances come our way. Those, th th this word, this word means courage and determination. It means that God gives you endurance, strength, and internal support that you know is not from you. That you know is not from you. You know, I really like this verse that Paul voiced out in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 15 to 17. He said, at my first defense, no one came to stand by me. All deserted me. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. And many of you may, might have gone through that phase in life, might have gone through those moments where people who you thought were your support and your strength abandoned you and walked away. If you haven't, you will come to those moments. You will have those moments in your life when the closest, the people who are closest to you will walk away. Now, I'm not saying those people are bad. At the end of the day, we are people. We are human beings. We are, we, we're not perfect. We're not perfect. We're bound to fall time and again. But there will be those moments where people will walk away from you. But even in those moments, remember and always remember this, that God stands by you. He will never leave you. He's with you. He's your God. And he will always strengthen you. No matter how hard life is pushing you against the wall, you may feel like life is pushing you against the wall, but I want you to know with God by your side, with God your strength, 
in you and through you, God is more than able to bring that wall down in order for you to go past it and reach your God-given destiny. The second last one is, I will help you. I will help you. The fourth promise provides assurance that God is going to work for us. He promises to help us. This means that he's going to work out his plan, which is always for our good and for his glory. Sometimes we can see this immediately. Sometimes it emerges over time. At other times, God is helping us, working on our behalf, and we don't even know it. But the promise is still true. I will help you. This is one of the reasons we have historical records. This is one of the reasons we have historical records of God's works in the Bible. They remind us that God works for those who wait on him. Those who put their trust in him will not be put to shame. Those who put their trust in him will soar on wings as eagles. Right now you may feel like you are in the pit and there's nothing deeper than that. But as you put your hope and your trust in him, I want you to know that your God will help you. Your destiny is not bound for the pit. But your destiny is, but, 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 but God's desire for your life is to take you from glory to glory and to bring you to that place where you will sow on eagle's wings. You're not bound for the pit. God's promise is to take you from glory to glory and higher and higher than you've ever been. The last promise is, I will uphold you. The final promise is about God's ability to save his people not just physically, but also spiritually. It says, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, righteous right hand refers to God's power and might. God promises to hold his people up by the essence of his power as a righteous God. You know, underneath the life of every Christian is the foundation of love, care, and righteousness that God uses to sustain us and uphold us. That's why one of the reasons why memorizing Isaiah 41 verse 10 can be helpful. You can't see the upholding with your eyes. You can't see the upholding with your eyes, but as you rehearse the promises of God, there's a strength that comes from him which is why I said last week, what was, what, was the, what was the place that Paul was in that led him to say rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. What was the reason for that? Because he took his strength. He drew his strength from knowing who God was, who God, who God was, who God is in that present situation and who God would forever be. It was the word that he kept on the inside of him that allowed him to constantly repeat it. He constantly repeated it to himself. 
And from that, he was able to bring, bring out joy and draw strength. Or draw strength and bring out joy. Rejoice, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Now that doesn't mean that the battle with worry always evaporates. Okay, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that the battle of worry will come to an end in an instant. Sometimes it does. It does. But often it's a struggle to believe the right promises. It's more like a promise battle. It's a battle where we think control really lies. Now how does all of this connect to being a Christian, to being a person walking this journey with God? To be very honest, God's plan for redemption, to save sinners, is the foundation of our lives. Is the foundation of our lives and the ultimate backdrop for our, for our worries and fears. The ultimate backdrop for our worries and fears. The Apostle Paul made this statement and he was very clear when he made this in Romans 8. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Graciously give us all things. You know, there are a couple of verses that I want to close with. There are verses that I want you to take to your heart. The Bible says in Isaiah 26 verse 3, you will keep in perfect peace all whose thoughts are fixed on you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. You know the word fixed over here comes from a Hebrew word called samak. Comes from a Hebrew word called samak which simply means to rest your full weight on an object. To rest your full weight on an object and that's what the word fixed over your means to rest completely on God. You will keep in perfect peace all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Give everything to God. Give it completely to Him. Allow everything that's troubling you on the inside to be given over completely to Him and you will be in perfect peace. We need to understand that God is our source and strength. Always. Always. I have everything I need. I have everything I need to do. I, I have everything I need to do, everything he called me to do. I have everything I need and everything he called me to do. Whatever I need for life, I want you to know is your portion. You have everything you need for life. That's what the Bible says. You have everything you need to do everything he has called you to do. You're not a person who goes into battle without being fully equipped. You are fully equipped. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, the peace that God gives is not the way people around you would give. But the peace that God gives you, along with that comes strength, comes endurance, comes joy, comes faith. It's a whole package. I give you this peace, not, the world, not as the world gives, but I leave you with my peace. 
And my prayer for each one of you would be this. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. Sanctify you through and through. You know, worrying, worrying is the easiest thing to do. It's the easiest thing to do. It happens very fast. But we are more than able to change that. We are more than able to change that. Why should, you know, I've got family problems. I've got a job problem. I've got to meet, you know, I've got things that I need to meet at the end of the month. I've got needs to be met. Financial needs to be met. There's a health problem. Why worry? Why worry? The Bible says, do not fear. I'm with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Whatever it is that you're going through is nothing for me to deal with. I've dealt with this before you were born. I'm going to look after it for you and for the generations to come. You do not fear. Do not worry. I've taken care of everything concerning you. This is the promise for each one of you. I know, I know that, that at times it's hard. But it's a, lot, it's a lot more easier to put your trust in God. It's a lot more easier to put your trust in God and take the weight off you completely and give everything to Him knowing that never, not even once in history has He failed any person. And it will never happen. He'll never fail you as well. Can we all stand? God, I just pray, Father, right now. I pray for my friend right now, Lord. Even as he's in India, I pray, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that we would have boldness like him. In the face of the storm, to be able to stand and say, if my God is for me, who can be against me? To be strong and say that nothing is going to stop me from praising and worshipping my God. To know that the battle is not against, the battle is not against flesh and blood. But even through the battle that we're equipped for every battle and know that we would come out victorious. I pray, Lord, that you would bless his ministry and you would take his ministry and build it up bigger and stronger than it's ever been. These are things that we need to learn from, Lord. Even in, in, in uh, the busyness of life, the small things that, at times, the small things get to us. But Lord, I just pray, Lord, that we would be able to, to, to create and form that platform of gratitude that we will be able to stand on and daily say thank you God for what you've done in my life and because of what you've done because of what you did in the past I'm not going to worry because I know you're going to do it again I'm going to do it again I pray Lord that this verse this promise would literally become an anthem for each one of us to hold on to knowing that you are with us you are a God. 
you will strengthen and uphold us you will strengthen and help us and you will uphold us and so lord i just pray for a phenomenal week for every person in this church in this community in this family for those who are not here as well we declare your goodness and your mercy we declare breakthrough and victory we declare miracles signs and wonders throughout this week and we believe lord we're believing you for an amazing week in jesus christ mighty name amen amen amen